and it, it hit me today. Guys act this way because we don't have a biological clock. Excuse me for sounding crass, but as long as we can get it up for long enough to get it out, then um, we're good. A lot of my friends now, they're like, yo, look, I'm 30, I'm 33, I'm 35. I'm trying to have these kids. But the challenge there is the relationship, the foundation has to be built. You want to make sure that you are procreating with the right person. If you listen to all of these podcasts, y'all got to chill. The stuff that y'all are saying about these sisters, y'all got to chill. And sisters, y'all are wilding too. The level of junk y'all talk about one another. Like brothers calling calling sisters out their names. Sisters saying, well, you know what? F it, I'm going to F whoever I want, whenever I want. Like, like, yo, everything isn't for everybody to hear, dog. And understand that we are a part of the same body when we come together. That is the goal, right? I love y'all. I really want the best for y'all. I want love for y'all. Never thought they see this again. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Kim in the building. Dipset. You know what it is. Mommy and A-Trap. I feel so epic, no homo. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of the Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, where we discuss topics that impact black and or millennial communities while having a good drink. Well, I'm tired. Um, Last night we had Avery's first um, rushed trip to the doctor's office. So it was probably about 10 o'clock we went to sleep and he's been he's been sick for the past couple of days. Um, I think it's actually been like four or five days. And, you know, he had a fever, got sent home from daycare, which, you know, if y'all have been listening for a while, he, he had a nanny from age six months to up to two years. And it was amazing. Actually, uh, two nannies, but one for uh, uh, probably 75%, 80% of the time, and then the last 25, 20% um, was another great nanny. But he had an amazing um, childcare situation. We were blessed and fortunate to have been able to provide him with that individual attention. But we also knew that he needed to build his immune system up, his social skills up. And so at two years old, we put him into daycare. And what you'll hear from a ton of parents, whether they start at one month or at four years um, when they start interacting with uh, a larger number of children their immune system has to develop and so they'll come home with germs and they'll be sick and they'll get you um, as the the guardian or parent sick Um, and so that's been happening to us for the past two months Uh, I think he's been sick three times Um, Desiree's been sick twice I've been sick uh, truly sick like didn't go to work sick once um, but but twice if we're just counting like feeling under the weather so it's been it's been a battle and I am I'm feeling it right now because both Desiree and Avery are are sick Avery is is doing terribly uh, you know went to the to the emergency room last night stayed from 11 p.m. until 2 a.m. and they uh, ran an x-ray found out that you know, he has pneumonia challenge is he is at an age where he doesn't understand how to clear the mucus um, in his body and so you know if he coughs something up he might just swallow it again uh, whereas an adult is going to to clear it but yeah enough biology i'm just i'm just a little tired but i was i was moved by a conversation i've had today to record an episode on a topic i don't really record on much and that is 
dating in America. Um, first thing I'm going to do, though, as I always do, kick it off with a bottle for the, the episode. So this one is in one of my my little like trading bottles that I grabbed from IKEA. But um, it is called Blue Note, and I got it because my boy David came through. Um, I want to say it was like the first weekend of May. He brought some bottles, and we were just chopping it up, you know, having some some good fellowship time. But I had never had Blue Note, and he picked it up and said, "Yeah, this is a, this is a, a bottle I want to introduce you to." Um, he got it on a work trip recently. I think he was in. He was in Nashville, actually, because I went to Nashville a couple weeks after that. So, if I'm not mistaken, it's Tennessean whiskey. Bourbon, specifically, actually. I don't want to misclassify it. Blue Note, juke joint whiskey, and crafted in Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. So, this is 122.7 proof. Um, It's really good. It is really good. Um, This was a, a store pick. But David, I appreciate you you dropping that to me. It's it's um, reaching the end of the, the sampler bottle that I poured it into. But but thank you very much, bro. And it's it's good. It's it's smooth, but not so smooth that you're not gonna feel that 122 proof, which is what you want, right? With a with a high proof bourbon like this. So oh, and I felt really fancy, so I tossed it in my green Claren glass. Check me out. Um, but yeah, I'm talking about dating. This is not a dating podcast. I actually, I prefer that there be fewer dating podcasts on the internet. Like the ones that just talk about dating and, and sex and, and all that stuff. Like that's that, that being the focal point, the web is super saturated with them. But it's, it keeps people entertained. And it's a real problem that a lot, or a real challenge that a lot of people are facing. Like people want love. Men, women, love is being sought after and you know, possibly in all the wrong places. The dating game is completely different than what I remember when I started dating Desiree. You know, <laughs> a dating app might have been the appetizer we ordered at Ruby Tuesday when we started dating. <laughs> this was 2009, right? Instagram had just become popular. Twitter was the social media app um, alongside Facebook. People were still using StumbleUpon because Pinterest wasn't what it is. Like there, it's just it's a completely different era when it comes to technology, applications, artificial intelligence, um, and, and people matching. Right, developing relationships, be they platonic or romantic. And I have a lot of friends, male and female, who are just having a hard time finding a person for them. And one of my friends today, she and I were just talking, and she's she's 30 years old, and she told me that she doesn't want to end up single, and that you know, her you know, time time is running out essentially. And that's when it hit me. Men and women. There are a couple things that that dictate the interactions between men and women these days when we have amassed so much access to one another. 
but I'm going to start with on the most basic level. Biologically, men and women are in two completely different um, spaces during the time where women are really trying to, to find their partner. So, especially let's talk about you know young professional women, um, college educated, maybe have a master's, doctorate, possibly. They want to find a mate who who can match their level of drive, um, their level of intellect, um, their ability to play a role, whatever that role may be, in the success of their lives. And a lot of sisters are, you know, in their early 30s, mid 30s, upper 30s, and they're like, yo, my clock is ticking because I want to have children because that is something that I have sought um, or yearned for for years, and now is my time. Um, Now men, on the other hand, we don't have a biological clock. And it, it hit me today. Guys act this way because there's no urgency for us. Um, excuse me for sounding crass, but as long as we can get it up for long enough to get it out, then um, we're good. We can we can have a family. And you know, you hear about stories. But I think what's my man's name? Um, Robert De Niro. I think just had a one year old at seventy. Let me let me fact check that real quick. Boom. Headline. Um, Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> Robert De Niro reveals he welcomed his seventh child. Check this out, y'all. <laughs> Robert De Niro is 79 years old. So the biological clock thing is not affecting us the way it's affecting y'all. We act accordingly, right? And, and the problem with that is when building meaningful relationships... Um, that span prayerfully decades it it takes time and everybody's timeline is different there's no one size fits all but I'll say what what worked for our marriage which I think I've said this on the podcast probably one time for every other episode that I've recorded our marriage is not perfect Um, it's, it's great it's wonderful I appreciate it um, there's a lot of love there. There's a lot of respect. There's a lot of growth that is happening, but it's not perfect. But what has worked and what worked for us was spending time together, years together, um, both premarital and during marriage, where we did not have our son around. We're blessed. We're fortunate. Everybody doesn't have that luck. I, I met Desiree Bell. 2007 when she came to UNCG right now it's 2023 I think we started dating like for real for real like we're in it for real in 2010 but I claim 2009 because it was like the very end of the year when we we went ahead and and, uh, decided to to make it official Um, so yeah yeah, it's worked for us 
and we've had the time to we had the time to get to know each other before kids. A lot of my friends don't have that opportunity, like, or they don't feel that they have that opportunity. Now, with the advances in technology that are being made, um, women are able to safely have children later and later in life. Um, black women, of course, there's always going to be the challenge that white women do not face of being ignored strictly due to their race, um, for their pain to be to be dismissed. And so that's something to take into account and something that I know a lot of sisters that that I'm close to are taking into account. But um, we had we, we were blessed and we had the privilege of getting to know each other as individuals before we became parents. Um, a lot of my friends now, they're like, yo, look, I'm 30, I'm 33, I'm 35, I'm trying to have these kids. But the challenge there is the relationship the foundation has to be built you want to make sure that you are procreating with the right person and rushing that process i think can be um worse than waiting like i said this isn't a dating podcast this is just my perspective and this is my perspective as someone who is very very far removed from dating like from courting someone so that i can eventually marry them clever name for this so I'm calling this episode The Blame Game Y'all know that, that Kanye Kanye West track Let's play the blame game I love you Let's play the blame Well, that's what we're doing, right? If you listen to all of these podcasts You've got a bunch of women on podcasts Talking junk about men you got a bunch of men on podcasts Talking junk about women And the men Yo, brothers, y'all gotta chill Like, like the stuff that y'all are saying about these sisters Y'all gotta chill And sisters Y'all are wilding too. Like stuff y'all are like y'all are y'all really have become what we were trying to get away from, many of us. And it's just it's it's tough out there. Like when I listen to y'all, if I were building my my perspective on, and I'm only speaking to the people that, that I'm attracted to, if I were building my perspective on black women, um, or black men based on what I hear, and I'm not attracted to black men clarify that real quick before it gets spun out of out of control um shout out to the brothers but y'all ain't my thing um but yeah if i were building my my perspective on who i wanted to date based on these podcasts there's no way there's no way with the junk that the level of junk y'all talk about one another like brothers calling calling sisters out their names sisters saying well you know what f it i'm gonna f whoever i want whenever i want like like yo everything isn't for everybody to hear dog all your business does not need to be out in the streets um, you know. and, and then you're s- establishing a norm for our culture and our community by just putting all of this out there like yo it's cool it's, like it's cool to have a, se- a healthy sex life it's cool to be living the life that you need to li- live for your happiness but the whole world does not need to know it and so if i were dating in this era i do not know how i would act if I were a single 35-year-old black man, would I be out here um, taking advantage of the ratio, right? Because that's, that's another point that I made with my friend today. Um, there are more educated, well-positioned women in the United States of America today than percentage-wise ever before. And so those women are looking for a lower percentage 
of men who these men now realize and i i never say it but uh you know what's my, what's my man name uh, wherever he, he may be in in the ether the universe um kevin samuels was always talking about um how men are the prize and this that and the other well these brothers really really took uh heed to that point that he made and i'm i still believe that you know you find a wife right i'm i'm old-fashioned the bible says uh and i'm not gonna misquote this i believe it's he who finds a wife finds a good thing version proverbs eighteen twenty two, yes whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the lord king james version proverbs eighteen twenty two. Um, but you got it right new king james version he who finds a wife finds a good thing so you know i yeah while men out here talking about better prize like, you can't say that and lean on the word dog. like you ain't the prize you still gotta go out and seek your, your lady that's just, that's me that's that's me that's the word um, believe what you believe but you, you can't say that you're leaning on the word saying that you are a man of a certain faith you're a follower of christ um and say yo bro i'm the prize she she needs me like yeah we understand um we understand that the numbers are what they are but i'm in this world i'm not of this world and being that i'm not of this world i also understand that i must go out and find that good thing because I am not carnal, but I'm spiritual. That's the sermon right there for y'all. Take it to church. Show you. Let, let your pastor listen to this episode and and see if he'll he'll spin it off into a whole sermon. Message. Um. But yeah, the, the ratio is crazy. And so, if I were single, how would I move? Um, if I were single and I weren't uh, as in tune as I am with the plight of so many. Uh, brothers and sisters like I, I have fraternity brothers and they're like yo it's it's hard out here because some of these women are savages like you know sleep with you never call you again completely ghost you and and I mean it's, it's women that they're truly interested in um, and the funny thing is the argument is we well, all did this for generations and y'all did this for generations um, we're we're arguing with one another within our community over issues that we never experienced. Um, we're arguing over the way brothers acted in the nineties. Um, and so now turning their nineties behavior around on them, but dog, you were two years old, three years old in the nineties. Like calm down. This is your experience that you're living now. Not your mama's experience, not your auntie's experience. Enjoy life, enjoy love right now. Brothers, man up. You have a responsibility. Black men, you have a responsibility to black women to love, uphold, protect, respect them. Period. Like, I'm not saying y'all don't go out and have fun, but if this woman expects you to communicate with her on a certain level, if y'all have, have entered into some level of an agreement that you will both conduct yourselves as logical adults, do that. You know, make your expectations known. We're in our 30s. 
a lot of the people who listen, listen to this podcast are in their 30s now. We've got some some 20-year-olds, got some 40-year-olds, um, and then there are outliers on, on both ends of that. But act like you know. Act like you got some sense. Act like you can communicate. Act like you got a degree and took a couple communications classes. Act like you have some wisdom at this point in your life. And sisters, understand. Like, we lean on the word, right? Be a good a good helpmate. Now, I'm not saying be a servant to this man. I'm saying be a good partner. Be a good counselor to him. Um, understand that you are the rib. And understand that we are a part of the same body when we come together. That is the goal, right? So, I mean, like, I can't put a heart into me. If the blood type doesn't match, it's going to reject it. Like, make sure that y'all are a good match. These are just these are just my uh, my outside looking in points of view, but this is from having a lot of conversations with a lot of brothers and really a whole lot of sisters. Like, I've had conversations with brothers, but but man, some of my homegirls are coming to me just like, yo, I'm dealing with it. I'm going through it. I'm trying to figure out how can I be what. You know, the ideal man for me wants and needs, and I'm like, yo, I can't even speak to dating these days. But this is just my perspective as an outsider looking in, but an insider who is outside. I love y'all. I really want the best for y'all. I want love for y'all. Um, shout out to to those who who are every day intentionally choosing to love. Because in this world, with all of the challenges and all of the trauma and all of the violence and hatred that we experience, especially as black people, choosing to love through that is key. And that's why I'm glad I have my my wife, my spouse, my partner, um, you know, the, the mother of my son. Like we we ain't perfect, but we're making it work, we're making it shake. So, yeah, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to take care of of Avery and Desiree, and I, I hope that one day, more than great sex, more than fiscal stability, more than the house of your dreams, like I hope all of that for you, but I hope you have someone who's willing to sit with you when you are sick um, and, and not, not leave. And that's sick emotionally, that's sick financially, um, that's sick physically, um, I, I pray that you never have those times, but I know how life goes. And, and if and when they come or when and if they come, I pray that for you. Love y'all. Catch y'all next time. Yeah, I think I'm thinking, I'm getting back into the groove. I've, I've recorded two episodes in three days. Uh, I might be on a roll now. All right, y'all. This episode of the Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast has been brought to you by Dollars and Stories, LLC, helping organizations tell the stories that allow them to raise the dollars necessary to continue having the impact our communities need. For more info, visit dollarsandstories.com.